from APM American Public Media. This is the American Radio Works podcast. I'm Stephen Smith. Imagine you are a guidance counselor at a large public high school. Besides being responsible for the emotional well-being of your students, you're also tasked with helping them figure out their college and career paths. Now imagine that you are counseling a thousand students by yourself. That is the situation in the state of California. The average ratio of students to counselors in California's public high schools is more than a thousand to one. In fact, experts say there's a counseling crisis all over the country. The American School Counselor Association recommends a ratio of 250 students to one counselor. But as public school budgets shrink, counseling programs get cut, and that forces counselors to take on bigger caseloads. Tim Conway is the director of guidance at Lakeland Regional High School in Wanakue, New Jersey. When he started at Lakeland, the ratio of counselors to students was about 300 to 1. But he's been working to bring that number down, and he says it makes a big difference. Tim Conway, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So for those of us who may or may not have kids in high school, what does a school counselor do? Uh, that's probably the question I, I get the most. People have concerns about what, you know, what are school counselors doing? You know, they're just sitting around drinking coffee or developing a schedule once a year. I mean, that might have been the perception many years ago, but uh, just within the past 10 years, uh, the, the job has completely changed where school counselors are there to help judge basically students K-12 with their academics, their career, and their personal social, their social-emotional uh, concerns. And, and just as you had mentioned a moment ago, you know, in certain states like California, if you've got a 1,000-to-one a ratio, I mean, you think about that as a human being. If you're trying to manage uh, 1,000 students, it, it becomes um, impossible to make it individual and to, you know, really help each person. It's completely reactive. It's, if you think about it in terms of a, a hospital situation, it's uh, it's like doing triage, and you know you have somebody coming in with a uh, a knife wound and another person with a paper cut. You know you have to deal with the most immediate, uh, most pressing concerns, and 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 that's not so far from the truth. Why has counseling changed? Is it because of the changes in expectations of the job, or changes in uh, the lives of the kids who are coming to school? I think school counseling has changed for for a variety of reasons. I think one of them is uh, societal expectations. Big buzzword right now is uh, you making every student college and career ready. Um, so we're we're trying uh, very hard to improve the graduation rates, reduce the dropout rates, which you know a recent statistic came out that we we graduated more students in the past uh, year uh, than we had in a, in a long period of time. So you know things are are better when you have school counselors in the schools that really can monitor and provide the resources and assistance, whether it's the academic career or personal social. So I think societal expectations is one. I think the Great Recession, as we've called it, even though we're we're bouncing back, um, you know, it still hasn't bounced back completely. And there are some pockets uh, that are, you know, still are are very well well within the Great Recession still. And I think when you have parents losing jobs, or sometimes both parents losing jobs, and it takes a toll on the whole family, not just on the parents. And uh, without a doubt, I've seen a, an enormous increase, and this is across uh, counties, even just looking at in the state of New Jersey. Um, you know, we've seen a great increase in the number of kids coming in with mental health issues, depression, anxiety. And, uh, you know, if the students aren't in, a, in the right state of mind to be able to 
you know, work through whatever issues they're having at home, whether it be divorce or something more serious, uh, you know, they're not generally in the right state of mind to learn academically. So I think the two go hand in hand, the academics and the emotional development. So counselors are really very busy reacting, it sounds like, to problems. How much of their time can they actually spend, as you say, helping students get prepared for career or college? And, and that's a great question. I think um, earlier on in, in my career, maybe about five years ago when I started in this school here, you know, my counselors were at 300 to 1 ratio, which is still much better than the 1,000 to 1 you mentioned earlier. But once you once you get over a certain point, it makes it virtually impossible to, to become individualized and to really focus on the kids. Uh, you're really, uh, you're, you're basically putting out fires and um, you know, it's completely reactive. There's no way to really plan for or help kids work through, um, you know, some of those college planning goals and things like that. A, a lot of the new research talks about out of UMass Amherst, there was a recent uh, piece of research, research that came out talking to uh, college counselors and the impact that high school counselors that are serving as college counselors have on getting more students to go on to college and careers and, and even being able to complete those programs. And I, I firmly agree that that has a huge impact. Uh, in the five years I've been here, reduced my counselors load from 300 to 1 to 250 to 1. My first year here, we had 74% going on to two- and four-year college and 77% going on to post-secondary. And more recently, we've had 92% going on to two- and four-year college and 96% going on to post-secondary education. So I think having those counselors, and particularly for those who don't know how to navigate the system of maybe more of, uh, you know, a, a, a various socioeconomic background of the community or an urban background where they may not have, go- have gone through, or even suburbans and rurals, if they haven't gone through college and don't know how to get navigate the process, uh, these professionals really are the people that are helping guide them through and tell them it's possible and give them the resources, um, you know, helping them map out, you know, colleges or, or career schools that work to their, you know, to their strengths or to their interests. School counselors are required to have an advanced degree in counseling, but they are not trained necessarily to go through the college application process. And and a lot of that, the challenging part of a school counselor is that a lot of that training, uh, you know, the college planning or post-secondary is stuff that's not even within their programs. They don't even learn about any of that within their their master's degree programs. Um, All of that is on-the-job training. So how that, uh, you know, how they go about getting that training, I guess, in some parts, does it, you know, really determines whether or not they're going to be um, able to find that better personal fit for, for kids. Now, speaking of college, one of the most daunting parts of the process for many families is filling out the federal financial aid forms called FAFSA. Uh, do you find that this is a barrier for your students going to college, and, and how do your counselors help? I would say it absolutely is a barrier in the sense that um, particularly when those that have very low income or, or middle-level income, when they look at the price tag, and, and, and it comes across as sticker shock, for lack of better words, you know, they'll see the price tag of you know, $40,000 for a private school tuition or even, let's say, $25,000 for a public school tuition in New Jersey and say, I just, I just can't do that. And uh, and sometimes it's being able to sit down with somebody and, and realize that it is that sticker price, so to speak. It doesn't take into consideration the, the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid. It doesn't take into consideration, you know, state grants or scholarship money or anything along those lines, or even loans for that matter, uh, or work study. So it's 
having that conversation, and we do that, we start the conversation with our, our students around right now, uh, anywhere from January through April of the junior year, we sit down with all of our students and have a, a, a conference, a junior conference, and we talk with the students and the parents about what's the process, what's going to happen next, what are your expectations, what are some schools that are a good fit for you. And then we even talk to, uh, you know, around January and into now about the FAFSA itself. Uh, we even have a workshop for the parents to come in and fill out the application with a state representative if they if they need that assistance. And even for those that have, you know, are on state funding or food stamps and things like that, a lot of times they don't realize that they may even get uh, up to a full tuition sometimes assistance. So just being able to talk with them and make them realize that there are options and that things are possible out there, we've found to make a big difference for some of our students. Tim Conway is the Director of Guidance at Lakeland Regional High School in Wanakue, New Jersey. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. He is also the President-Elect of the New Jersey School Counselor Association. You can find more podcasts about the college admissions process and a range of issues in K-12 and higher education at our website, AmericanRadioWorks.org. While you're there, check out the archive of more than 100 documentary projects and let us know what you think of our coverage, AmericanRadioWorks.org. We are on Facebook at American.RadioWorks, and you can follow us on Twitter at AMRadioWorks. Support for American Radio Works comes from Lumina Foundation, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Stephen Smith. Thanks for listening. This is APM, American Public Media.